Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Was that which one of us did you have muted there? I didn't. No, it was hit record. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've just pressed record. Thank goodness. I remember that bit. Well, David Law's press record, which means uh, we're good to go for our sixth daily podcast of Wimbledon 2019. Myself, Catherine Whitaker, Matt Roberts, David Law, both sat opposite me. The reason you're hearing me present this thing is because David Law looks an absolute shell of a man i mean i've seen david law look a shell of a man many a time uh over the last 12 years but i've never seen him with tie undone it's a state of sort of despair and dishevelment i have rarely seen i'm leaving um it's for good reason though isn't it david yeah yeah it's all in a good cause uh, it's it's all in a good brummy cause of three hours and 56 minutes or thereabouts uh commentating on dan evans um going a breakup in all five sets and losing three of them uh ultimately in an absolute epic on court number one six four in the fifth under the lights it had everything it was just i mean i feel for him i do feel for him and he i'm sure right now he he'll be just decompressing and and talking about it with his his coach sure david felgate about it yet maybe not but he'll have to to go in the press conference which will be really tough he'll be doing that now um but i would hope that he will come away from it at least remembering some of the good bits and the good bits were a that he played absolutely beautifully for to 6-4-4-2 he he was frankly making Joao Sosa look ordinary at that stage um the other good bits from an Evans perspective are that he hung in he survived the course pretty much okay lost in the end and the atmosphere was pretty much unlike anything I've ever experienced before. It's the first time, obviously, I've been on court number one with the roof on. You were both there as well. You managed to sneak in, which I think is fantastic. Matt's got like a, 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 a quite bestie. a relationship going with the woman manning the, the press seats uh, in court one. Oh, that's what she was doing. The seat. I, I felt like a, a third wheel. <laughs> 
good work, Matt. <laughs> she kept trying to catch his eye. Hey, that's not right. <laughs> it's not what you know. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you were in there. And, I mean, they closed the roof at Two Sets All because it, it was after 8 o'clock at night. It was, it was, it's the gloomiest night of the, of the tournament, isn't it? I mean, looking up above us now, it's grey clouds and it's getting dark. And there's no way they could play that full set or be guaranteed to play that full set as it was. So they closed the roof. They brought the players back out while it was still really dark, and then it was as though somebody said, "Oh, turn the lights on," <laughs> and and it wasn't. And I was expecting this sort of gradual flicker, but no. Somebody pressed the button and it went way, <laughs> and suddenly the whole place just lit up um, like some firework display. And uh, and we had the fifth set, and the noise that it created in that in that stadium with. 11,000 people all keeping the noise in and when Evans ran for that one drop shot and ended up on his face and then he, he, he and then you had Sosa go to the back of the court and start whipping the crowd up himself and saying come on get behind me now I know I'm not British but come on look how hard I'm playing and then Evans when he finally rose to his feet I've only heard noise like that a couple of times in my whole career. I don't know how he must have felt. I don't know whether he'll ever be able to reflect on it and take pleasure from it. But it was such a special moment. Yeah, and the the manner in which he lost was pretty devastating. Well, the um, match point was incredible, wasn't it? Because yeah. he was he was getting bullied around the court. And, and I, I was commentating on it at BBC Radio and I, I saw the ball drop a little short and and Sosa take one step inside the baseline and you 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 get ready for the end of the match and I said he's got a forehand now to finish this and he put it cross court and suddenly Evans appeared hit another forehand down the line and I said he's turning the tables I don't know how he's doing this Sosa popped up a little ball that just about cleared the net Evans ran it down and basically ran into the ball and didn't clear the net match over it's it's so difficult to hit a delicate touch mm. shot at yeah. the end of a full sprint, and he tried to do a little drop shot and mm. just wasn't the he, one. He barely made contact with it, and it just dinked and into the net. He's the one you would back to do it, but I mean, not in, in that, that moment. Yeah. Oh my goodness! He managed to convert the shot into his depressed <laughs> um, moment of despair, though the sort of the Slumped. the follow through of the racket yeah. turned into racket on net, hands on net, head on net, and, then and there it was, was all moment. in one beautiful smooth movement, and, and then, then straight into the arms of his opponent for a big embrace. Oh. And then immediately, as quick as I've ever seen anyone walk off court, and I know generally speaking that's considered not a very classy move to to leave the court, not wait for your opponent. Um, but I think he was going to cry. Uh, I think he was uh, going to break down and didn't want to do it in front of all those people who'd been resting their hopes on him for the past four hours. We were sat, the press seats are... are sat positioned just behind a bank of um seats that i think are sort of secondary player guest seats so not quite player box eligible basically i think we were sat behind a, a row of dan's mates they all had the same haircut b-listers i don't know if that's the, the hair that they're doing in solihull well, david are they only doing one haircut look across the table <laughs> it's, it's a bit it wasn't more, that it's a bit more sort of championship footballer oh, than your haircut okay well i'll work on it for next time but i mean they they were all yeah 
and then, and then just, males. And then just in front of them, there was a pocket of vocal Portuguese support, yeah. wasn't there? For, yeah, so we felt really in amongst it, and oh my goodness, were they breathing... And, every single moment and that was the beauty of it i mean you were obviously getting a different vantage point to what i was i i was court level where our commentary box is it's an even better commentary box than center court because if if there wasn't a glass window in the way i could lean out of the the commentary box and and tap the um, the line umpire on the shoulder you're that close and but I, i remember with a couple of points towards the end where, which Evans won when he won the place just erupted mm-hmm. and people jumped to their feet and they were punching the air and, and then they were looking around and they were sort of high-fined high-fiving random people that they've never met they were oh. and, and they were doing that after Hawkeye calls like, <laughs> not even after shots like after yeah. Hawkeye calls that went in Dan Evans' favour people were cheering as they'd won the tournament it's, it was it was spine-tingling it's atmosphere the indefinable quality of making you care isn't yeah. it? And Dan Evans has it as much as anybody, any yeah. player I can think of. People like I him and Vavrinka has I it. I don't know how. And, I it's, don't know how. and it's even more heightened under the roof yeah. when all that atmosphere is kept in. It, it, you I, feel I, his agony, his angst, his... Yeah. <laughs> And obviously, where he's been in his career, and I talked and I about it a couple of nights I, ago. You know, I don't know where I don't know where it comes from because. He's a pain in the ass most. He's of the a pain time. in the ass. I mean, I've done tons of <laughs> interviews with him, and he's given me absolutely nothing. He's given me no reason to care whatsoever. Oh, hold on! Oh, we're going to get locked in again. Oh yeah. It's a lock-in. No, I want to do the podcast first. I think they make exceptions for. Thanks very much. I think okay. they make exceptions for hardworking yeah. journalists. Let's hope so, anyway. Well, thank you. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he's 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 got no right to to have us all care as much as he. I mean, he's got right to have us care some, but the extent to which he makes you care is something that is a bit irksome, almost. I mean, <laughs> it, it's we love it's him really bizarre. No, it's, I, can I, yeah. I just have to say how good Sosa was because. Uh, we did not see the run of four games coming that he put together from six four four two down, and and how fast he is around the court. And he went even from in the fifth. This just sort of you know run of the mill baseline to just the most devastating mover and hitter of tennis balls and running all over the place he went to the net about 50 times in the match it was wonderful because for the first hour it looked like Dan Evans simply had too much game for him didn't Mm. he 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 was just he looked the better tennis player Dan Evans but Sousa worked his way into it and I've always felt like he's a tremendous maximizer like he has got he has sort of wrung everything out of his career and I think I think until recently, about 30% of his Grand Slam losses had come against Djokovic or Murray. Right. He used to get these really tough draws. He'd always get to round Third two or round, round three yeah. and just play Djokovic or Murray and not get any further. But he started to... I think this year he's made a couple of round fours now. And, yeah, he, he was tough in that fifth set. Dan Evans was struggling to hit through him a little bit. And he's a baseliner, but... But he is aggressive, Sousa, because he's always looking to use his forehand as much as he possibly can. And it also turned into a bit of a sort of battle of grunting, didn't it? A sort of the louder Sousa grunted, Dan Evans started to grunt, and then Sousa would grunt even louder. It was, it was, it was great fun. Matt saying Sousa, David saying Sousa, and Pat Cash was committedly saying Sousa for yeah, and, all four hours of your commentary. And I listened to the man himself say his own name beforehand, and it was Sousa. 
So there we are. I was just about to tangent off on a topic of conversation from this to say, from a British perspective, the only thing that that result today does is make the scheduler's decision easier in terms of order of play for Monday because I thought Nadal against Evans that's got to go centre so who are you bumping of Federer and Djokovic onto court number one because in my mind it was an absolute certainty that you'd have Conta Kvitova, Halep, Goff on centre court but I've just seen the order of play it's just landed and it starts with Susan Nadal and ends with Federer Berrettini with Conta Kvitova sandwiched in between. Mm. Okay. It's not what I was expecting. <laughs> no, it's not what I was expecting, but based on Wimbledon's history of their scheduling on the Monday, they don't schedule two women's matches on centre court. Ever, yeah. It's, it's held up as the best day in tennis, and in many ways it is, um, but that means... Have they never done it? They've never done it? We need to check in terms of never ever, but certainly I've, the I've gone back eleven years and they've mm. never done it in eleven years. Mm. So, um, but anyway, so Sosa, Sousa, Sousa. I'm pretty sure it's not Sousa. It's Sorry, Pat. Sousa, Sousa. Because if you, I've listened to the man say it himself. I can't say that I get it right every time, but it, it is Sousa. Right then, um, Sousa. Yeah. Now plays Nadal, who I am scared of this <laughs> fortnight. I don't want to get anywhere near him. I don't want to piss him off. I don't. I don't want to um, accidentally shortchange him in a shop. I. He is fearsome. Mm, he sure is, and and I mean. I do feel like his draw just played him into form and heightened his senses right from the off and he thrashed Joe Wilford Songer today and Songer didn't look like he used to look but my goodness Nadal looks just on it and uh, and also from what everybody's saying the court is slow so you know Nadal's in theory, not saying that really yep he, he says he thinks it's the same yeah As he, he's said, been coming here I, since 2003 I this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah he obliterated song i was just struck by the lack of hype and intrigue in that match compared to the nadal kyrgios match the other day I, I was wondering what that what that told us did it just tell us that kyrgios is pure box office and we're always interested in his matches or was it a I, indication of how much Songa has I understand sort of that as an entertainer and a threat. Australian TV uh, went with I don't know what net, whatever network is covering Wimbledon. I think it might be Fox in Australia, but I don't know that for sure. It might be Channel Nine who do the Australian Open, but I have a feeling it's Fox. Um, went with Kyrgios over Barty, and they were on simultaneously two days ago. They showed Kyrgios over there. Kyrgios their against who? Nadal. Right. Okay. Well. Um, uh, were they on at the same time? It's too much. Apparently, they 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 briefly clashed. Okay. I mean, look, <clears throat> I have to say, I can understand that because Kyrgios Nadal was an incredible occasion and match, um, and Barty's was a fairly straightforward one. I mean, it wasn't the same degree of an occasion. No, but we generally generally TV tends to go with who they think is the best name, who they think is the best draw, rather than quality of match, 
generally I, I speaking. I mean, Curious Against Any, anyway, Nadal, like, that is an incredible lineup of, of, of yeah, names. Yeah, it was, but it did. it's caused a lot of fuss in Has it? in Australia. Yeah, the, oh, really? the um, can't remember who it was, the, um, the Australian, I, I only know about it because uh, listening to Five Live earlier, there was an insert from the cricket at Old Trafford, um, which is Australia today, and there was an Australian reporter covering it and... He he brought up Ash. In fact, he was asked by Jonathan Overend, who is presenting on Five Live today, how big a deal Ash Barty is, how much she is, um, her story, her significance is coming across in Australia. And he said, "Oh, she is the the biggest deal." She, he said, "She's a bigger deal than the Aussie cricket team at the mm. moment," which oh, that's cool. wow. which is immense. I mean, I'm thrilled. And that's he brilliant. then went on to say, and there was a lot of consternation when. Kyrgios was shown over her. But anyway, I digress. Um, so Nadal plays Zhao Sosa. 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 Um, what else do we have? Should we stick with the men's side of things? Just crack on through those, those score lines crack and tell on us through about them. the results. Well, look at Puy, uh, Roger Federer. Two very easy sets for Federer, followed by a tiebreak set, but a tiebreak set that also felt like a very easy set. Somehow, result never in doubt. Puy was yeah. Puy was pleasant. I wasn't on it. Puy's but, uh, tennis is pleasant. It sounded straightforward. He Puy had a break point at five all <laughs> in the in the first set. Didn't take it, and then I think Federer won the next five games. That's a and familiar story, isn't it? So many times that whether it's it's lower ranked player against higher ranked player doesn't take their big chance and then higher ranked player runs away with it. Federer Federer's forehand was great today. His backhand was. A little bit iffy, I thought. One to keep an eye on because he's got Berrettini. I was going to say, do you? I I haven't really seen a lot of Berrettini. Do you feel that Berrettini can hurt Federer if if he plays really well and if Federer is in any way off? He can hurt him for sure. He has weapons, and Berrettini's quite come out quite punchy and said, "I, I know I have the weapons to win that match against Federer." Um, oh, cool. He has a big serve, a sort of whippy forehand, which is which he hits hard. I do think Federer will win, but I think that's Federer's first test. This the, this tournament will be Monday against Berrettini. Berrettini, who came through a five-setter against Schwartzman today, saved three match oh. points. Diego Schwartzman. Turns out a steak is not the dinner of champions. Yeah, yeah we, we we went out for a little bit of a, a team podcast meal last night and uh, and Diego Schwartzman decided to join us I mean oh, he, d- he didn't we know joined we him. joined him yeah he, he had no idea who we were or that we were there but it's, we knew it, he was there it's there. very reassuring though when you end up in an Argentine steakhouse and a millionaire Argentine <laughs> and his friends yeah. are in there as well so yes. someone with unlimited options and presumably good taste in steak didn't so. do him much good today though no oh. he obviously needed a larger steak to get him through that fifth set he should have had mine yeah David Law went for the largest steak on the menu with no, no sauce. sauce. Literally just <laughs> a slab of naked meat. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, it's raining, folks. Oh. <laughs> Would you believe? It's the second they announced that, that <laughs> the public were going to be expelled from the premises, it started raining. So not only is it dark, <laughs> all the gates have been locked. It's raining and we're sitting here with another 13 minutes to go. <laughs> <laughs> and I've missed the train home. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all Dan in the e- name of Dan Evans. And Dan Evans has lost. After all that, he didn't even win. <laughs> Stick- <laughs> sticking with the men's side of the draw, uh, Kane Ishikori. If anything, actually, I have to say, n- probably Nadal aside, because as I say, terrified, um, the most profess- uh, impressive 
performance of the day, tennis-wise, probably came from Kane Ishikori. I was, I was on that match. He went three love down against Steve Johnson. Lovely moment at the start where the umpire said, gentlemen, please don't throw your record into the ground. And, uh, you know, we don't want to damage the, co- the grass courts here. And uh, Steve Johnson just goes, you might as well direct that to me. Kane Ishikori doesn't <laughs> smash rackets. He but, said that right in front of the guy. I thought, what within, a great bit of timing. Within a split second, is. Matt had produced the most excellent video of Kane Ishikori smashing his racket into yeah. the ground I've ever seen. It was it was majestic yeah. racket smashing. It was, yeah, I think the one and only time he's ever done it. <laughs> yeah. But it was serious racket I feel like he does a racket, racket bounce smash. quite often, though. A little gentle one. Yeah, so, Steve Johnson, do your research before you yeah. start cracking <laughs> gags. But it was a good gag. Yeah, um, good gag, but... I mean, from three love up, like I say, he was playing nicely. He'd never, he'd only ever won one set, and I think about eight against Nishikori before. And from there, Nishikori was just playing Rolls Royce tennis. He, he, he was timing everything. He was moving him around the court. It was like Steve Johnson playing well, Nishikori playing way better. It looks Simulats. so smooth, doesn't yeah. it, when he's playing like that? And, and what was that stat you came up with uh, for, for Nishikori with straight sets at slams? Yeah, this is literally a record-breaking tournament <laughs> for Kei Nishikori because <laughs> Kei Nishikori's been playing Grand Slams for over 10 years. Oh, all my life, yeah. <laughs> he's not even 30 yet. This is the first time he's made it to round four with three straight sets wins when you don't include a retirement or a walkover he's had a couple of occasions where he's had a retirement and a walkover but this is the first time he's won nine sets out of nine and the man that will be taking Nishikori to five sets on Monday (laughs) is uh, Mikhail Kukushkin he got the better of Jan Leonard Struff in four sets I'd say that's a big win for Mikhail Kukushkin I'm surprised dangerous floater and it was a match that had a very Not anymore, but unfortunate stoppage. There was a very long delay in the match because a, a, a 60-year-old female spectator collapsed while watching and had to receive immediate medical attention. And fortunately, she was resuscitated and taken to hospital and I think okay, but it was, it was a scary moment on court 12. And you never know how that's going to affect the match as well. And yeah, Kukushkin did well to keep it together. I think it was in the they, fourth They were set. back in the locker room. It had to be completely All the stands, the yeah. stands were cleared, evacuated. Yeah, it was, a, it was a serious incident. So that is Nishikori Kukushkin uh, to be played on Monday. Of course, all of the fourth round matches are to be played on Manic Monday. What else? Oh, we've had Fabio Fanini today. He had a moment, didn't he? Oh, he had a Fabio Fanini moment. <laughs> yeah, he actually s- said that... that uh, he was put on court 14, wasn't he? And he, he said at which one is, stage... Which isn't great, is no. it? No. Uh, and I mean, 14 he was, is... He was puny. strutting around the court peacock style and apparently he said in Italian, um, I wish a bomb would come and... <laughs> he said some disparaging things about, about, the English. about the English. You know, we're not popular on the continent. We accept that. Uh, but then... <laughs> but then threatened to bomb the place which was potentially a step too far and then he said he said i do apologize if anybody was offended yeah he did the classic if anyone was offended uh, apology he, which i mean to be fair if you're offended by fabio fanini threatening to bomb wimbledon then i think probably you but, need the nick Kyrgios press conference treatment <laughs> but he is serving that two-year suspend suspended Ooh ban given his no suspe- is it suspended, suspended sentence suspended yeah. sentence given given what he said at the US Open yeah that's a good point a couple of years ago so he is these things on don't tend ice. to leave so much though do they because no. you know when I, I mean remember when Kyrgios had a bit of a suspended sentence but mm. anyway so 
Um, Fanini's out. Fanini's out. Uh, Who beat him again? Tennis Sangren. <laughs> Tennis Sangren, David. Wasn't expecting Gird that. your loins, people. Tennis Sangren will now play <laughs> Sam Querrey for a place in the quarterfinals. I probably deserve Who's to do that. Who's drawing match. that straw on Monday? I, I think I might get that match, <laughs> given that I've, I keep getting the, all the epics. They do put you comically <laughs> on, on the every people. match involving tall people. Yeah. It's, it's just... I mean, it's not that good a gag, is it? <laughs> but, you know, I have to withstand several hours of tennis uh, just because of that reason. <laughs> anyway, there we are. I mean, I say withstand. Look, I know it's great and everything, but there are certain matches that you maybe prefer. Who did Sam Quarry beat today, Matt? Help me out. I wasn't, I wasn't following it with as close a uh, eye John as Milman. I perhaps could have been. Yeah, John, John Millman, who is on the boat. <laughs> oh, my God. John Millman is rivaling my dad for captaincy of the boat he I would say thumbs up all round co, co-captain co-skipper yeah. I would say Perfect. I didn't even bother asking my dad about John Millman he's just um, in he's in yeah. yeah why is he so in and it's it's because he's utterly reliable he'd be great company you know he wouldn't need to tell him twice no you wouldn't ego. need to tell him once yeah. no just... you wouldn't need to tell him once no he'd he'd eat the leftovers you know absolutely no preciousness at yeah. all and I, I've, he's got he's got skills as well hasn't he I mean he can tie a, he can tie a knot with a gummy snake in his mouth yep. I bet he can Hi, do John, I bet he can do all I sorts of other things I am the tongue girl um, <laughs> those that, are words those that are the I words. said to John J- just to remind anybody Catherine as to what we're talking about what is the boat the boat is my dad's uh, mythical magical um, hypothetical boat um, which he is the skipper of um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a rugged probably like a 32 foot yacht type situation he doesn't um, actually own it but no, no, he if he did no if he did um these are people he would sail people with. People he would have in his crew. Right. It's just like the indefinable quality of making you care. This is the indefinable quality of being David Whitaker crew worthy. Yeah. Um, Mary Carrillo wants to be on it. She's written to us to say there has been there is there has been an outbreak of um, argument on the Whitaker WhatsApp group about whose boat Mary Carrillo gets to be in. Apparently, we're all in different boats <laughs> and we're we're fighting over Mary. Banished. Okay. Um, yeah, the one and only Whitaker family sailing trip wasn't wasn't a roaring success. Someone left the hatch open. It was <laughs> it was all it was all quite damp. R- rain, um, up, rain, rain update, folks. It's now raining. It's getting hard. We're we're sitting outside. I'm wearing a suit and no jacket, and uh, <laughs> nobody's got an umbrella, and we're getting rained on. All in the name of the on. tennis podcast. That's how much we love you. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This edition of the Tennis Podcast is sponsored by Tennis Channel, and Tennis Channel Plus is the place to watch the French Open. They've got every court live, and you can watch on your phone or your smart TV, both in HD. Matt, this sounds like your kind of thing. Yeah, there's nothing I like more than watching multiple courts with matches everywhere, dipping in to where there's the latest final set tiebreak or even the latest bit of aggro. And David, don't worry, you can just watch your favourite court, Suzanne Longlen, all day if you want. But whatever you choose, the French Open promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Do you know, I think in a lot of ways, the French Open is now my favourite slam. It's the strategy of the clay court tennis, the way it challenges players, and particularly now with legends of the game up against a new generation of young players. I cannot wait. Be there when it happens with daily live coverage beginning on Monday, May the 20th. Subscribe to Tennis Channel Plus to stream daily coverage of Roland Garros. Use promo code TENNISPOD20 for 20% off your annual subscription. Any other results from the men's side, Matt? from today no so we're gonna we're gonna end on the query sangren bombshell (laughs) and move everyone on uh, to the women's tournament sharpish which started on center court with ash barty absolutely just marmalizing harriet dart um it was a squeaky bum is she going to get a game situation for a while there because of course we all remember australian open where she failed to get a game against Maria Sharapova. Um, she I mean, got a couple it, of them. It, it feels like Ash Barty could play doubles teams on her own at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Win. yeah. She's that good. It, yeah. it was who, almost cruel. Who's going to beat her? I mean, the, I, the, when I was thinking about it, I, I thought only Serena. Mm. If only Serena playing well could beat her today. And Serena played pretty well against Yulia Gerges. And they she? would meet in the quarters? Yeah. So right. they're a match away from meeting. So Serena beat Gerges today. A lot of people were saying it was her best match since Australia. I think I think she was more explosive against Azarenka and Indian Wells. She hit more winners, but she was she was clean today. She didn't hit many unforced errors, which was a good sign. Ash Barty, who's on court two on uh, Monday, oh. by the way, everybody, for the second time. I'm going to look at this schedule and I'm going to do some proper research about comparisons of years and numbers and mm. stuff because obviously my initial reaction is hot. but uh, the universe has sent me a dog at just yes. the moment I was about to reach <laughs> security dog has just walked oh. past at just, the, just in the nick of time that was absolutely perfect so yeah I will I will hold off on my full rant <laughs> but, <laughs> but buckle yourselves in for Monday folks it could be coming send dogs send lots of dogs um, what else have we had so yeah, Serena I watched quite a bit of Serena I thought she was a 7 out of 10 um, and I think she's probably okay with only being a 7 out of 10 um, in round number 3 yeah um, I, th- I, th- I think I th- she I was she's pretty good better than she was in mm. round 3 last year yeah um, and she hasn't got to face Angelique Kerber in round 4 she's got Carlos Suarez Navarro yeah. Yeah. He's obviously a good player, but 
you'd probably take that over. By the way, I am aware that that wasn't Serena Williams' only outing on Centre Court today, and we we were on court number one, rather, but um, we will be talking about Sir Andy. And that is official, by the way. It is hashtag Sir Andy. We'll come on to it in a moment, David. I can see you itching <laughs> to claim credit bit. for that. We are going to talk about Sir Andy, don't you worry. But first, we must talk about Johanna Conter. Oh, yeah, she was amazing, wasn't amazing. she? Amazing. She came Absolutely back from amazing. Set down. Setting a breakdown, not playing well. Um, I watched it on the telly on pause so I could have the five live commentary, David. Um, it was Marion Bartley in the booth, and I thought her analysis of that was really interesting. Really, really interesting. What was it? Um, mostly that it was shot selection, letting Conter down, and that she was too static kind of stuck in the mud not stepping up to the ball enough she's not a fan of the Joe Conta slice she wants to see her nine times out of ten hitting over that that backhand mm. um, and I, I tend to agree I think I think the slice is better than it was and it can be a weapon but it can also be exposed and Sloane Stevens was exposing it today but it was an absolute like a lot of her French Open victories it was a real triumph for the whole mentality and atmosphere that she and David Zavilov, her French coach, have created Dimitri together. Zavilov. Dimitri. Yeah. Dimitri. He's French though, isn't he? Shouldn't it doesn't compute in You're my head. Frenchman that. called Dimitri. <laughs> Should be David. Should be David, yeah. Okay. Sorry, right. sorry Dimitri. Let's just rename him. With whom with whom I had a lovely chat in Paris, despite the fact that his bottom lip was trembling throughout. <laughs> Bless. Um but yeah, their whole the whole um, mentality they've created is one of the responsibilities on you. You you get the credit, you get the blame, you have all the responsibility for what you do out there. You have total autonomy and agency over your future on a tennis court. And mm. she took that upon her shoulders, and she. She figured it out. She Take figured some it doing out. to figure it out yeah. against the Sloane Stevens, who was that determined and playing that well early on. And figuring it out is not something we might have associated with Conta, certainly in the last 18 months. Oh, I mean, it was French Open last year. Uh, she lost first round to Yulia Putin-Saver out on the the now deceased bull ring court I don't know if they've actually knocked it down but certainly won't be seeing it again it's raining harder isn't it and it's pitch black um, pitch and she, black came, she lost out and th- this was the, the match after which we famously had um, what did she call the British press Bastard. it was bastard gate yeah <laughs> but in amongst that press conference I think what led her to, to lash out against the British press was she was asked about her inability to think of a plan B and mm. she said it's not an inability it's an unwillingness she said I know my game I know what works and there's no point in me trying anything else pretty much it, it was yeah that was her answer mm. and this is just a completely different Johanna Conter yeah completely different approach so Conta but she stuck with it is the to today and she like even in the early in the second set when she still could have lost even though playing well she just stuck to her guns mm. and continued to play well and eventually it was like Stevens just blinked first and and her level dropped first and Stevens must be absolutely sick of the sight of Joe Conta lost to her four times this year, year. I, I'm not sure they'd ever met before this year <laughs> and now that is, that is one of those funky 
funky quirks it's like when, in the head-to-head. I think, it? was it 2007 when Enin beat Serena in the quarters of, like, three of the four slams, I think it was. Like, she, you just get on a roll against certain players. Conta will now face two-time champion Petra Kvitova, who I'm a bit annoyed at because... <laughs> Every Wimbledon, I would always pick, pick Petra Kvitova to do well. You would? Always. How many times have I made <laughs> yeah. a fool of myself? We all have. And we've all looked at her this year and gone, well, she's she's telling us her arm still hurts. If it wasn't Wimbledon, she wouldn't be playing. She's got no form. OK, this is the slam when we're going to leave Petra Kvitova alone. And she's blooming well going to flip him win She did thing, it in Australia she? as well. Remember when I didn't pick her for the Australian <laughs> Open, having picked her for both Wimbledon and the US Open? <laughs> She was look okay. She faced unseeded Magdalene today, <laughs> beat her six three six two. But it was the the manner of it. It was a it was a champions type performance. And doesn't she know it's not about her? It's about me. <laughs> she was she was wrapping up rallies within sort yeah. of three or four shots. Was serve return winner. Just so yeah, dominant. No nonsense and whatsoever. She was a set and a break down Lynette, and she consulted her notes. I just thought. Your notes are not going to help you, I'm afraid. <laughs> no one beats Petra Kvitova when she's playing like this. I don't, I don't care what's on that bit of paper. This is when, over. Do you remember when the camera zoomed in on Andy Murray's notes in Beijing? And oh, that he, was horrible. Yeah, he lost it, that didn't was, he? That, I don't like think it. they should do that. No. Incidentally, I think we've got about three minutes left, folks, before our equipment explodes in the rain. So so let's get let's get to the point. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on. The point is that Stritzva beat Burton's. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Burton's. What do you mean, yeah? Uh, was, that was the... Correct prediction that I desperately needed. Oh, I was thinking, right, Raymond. The Stritzkova double is on. She's still in the doubles with Shea. The Barty's still in the doubles as well, right? Yeah. So there's two that could still do the doubles. Imagine if Lopez wins singles and doubles at Queen's and Stritzkova goes singles and doubles at Wimbledon. Alison Risk got the uh, upset over Blinda Bencic. That was a lovely match. That was was really good. It was everything you'd expect it to be. And I'm really pleased for Alison Risk because everybody's talked about it for a long time being this grass court specialist, but she's never quite had a big run at Wimbledon, Mm. which you felt like she could have done. And she beat Vekic. And it's uh, it's Mm. happened this year. And she was a set and a breakdown to to Vekic that match which went on I think it was court one they christened the they christened the reef on the opening day so or would have been the second day wouldn't it and Elise Mertens beat uh, Chong Wong which I know was your correct prediction Matt but we're not counting it because that's not an upset no we are counting it not an upset okay let's get to the meat of it hashtag Sarandi it happened it was amazing they won I can't quite remember they beat Mies and help me out Matt Gurak yeah. There's an R in there. It was pretty cool when they walked out. It was together, so cool. Wasn't it? Um, it was as many photographers as I've ever seen on Centre Court. Some of the photos that are going to come out in the papers tomorrow of that are going to be awesome because the way they were interacting together was amazing. Some of the points were amazing, their reactions. The I haven't read the press conference, but I saw the, the little um, interview they did afterwards and... Murray was talking about them both being younger siblings and that being a sort of bonding element between oh, them. Yeah, because they were asked, who's who's in charge? And they were like, well, we're taking it in turns because yeah. we're, we're both younger siblings. We're both used to being bossed around. Now, can we talk about how Sarandi came about? We can. Allegedly, yeah. No, to be, David, David definitely invented that. Yeah, I definitely put that on Twitter before it penny dropped with anybody else. Did you? Yeah. Mm. And Andy Murray tonight has verified that is the official hashtag of the best mixed doubles partnership that's ever happened. You're welcome, Andy. 
hashtag Sarandi. Um, <laughs> and who do they play in the next round? It's sort of irrelevant, isn't it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They're going to win it, aren't they? So the tournament. Yeah. Well, they might do. Well, Murray's out of the men's doubles. Yeah, and that that, that one was interesting because. <laughs> It almost felt right, didn't it? Because as soon as he signed up to play with Serena, it's like, okay, this is this is the real roadshow. Mm. And suddenly the big, you know, remembering that moment at Queens when Murray revealed that he was playing with her bear, and I, I looked around the room, and suddenly, you know, everyone's eyes lit up, and this is our story, and going to write about it. This will keep us going for the next four weeks. This big Murray bear story, and and yeah, as soon as Serena came along, Murray bear of dropped down the rankings and out of the tournament and there was a lot of sort of self-doubt in that partnership Marion Airbear they didn't know which side to play on they swapped mid-match playing on the deuce and the ad side but there's none of that with Serena because Serena <laughs> says I have one rule I play on the forehand side so Murray is at home on the backhand Fabrice side Fabrice Martin Oh, French Open finalist, yep. Uh, Raquel Atawo. Oh, Atawo, formerly Raquel Cops-Jones, who used okay. to play with Abigail Spears. The, the a good partnership. I don't know where that's come that from. That is unbelievable <laughs> from you, Catherine. Because I remember I remember a few years ago, where's this Rachel Atawo come from? And why aren't <laughs> Abigail Spears and Rachel Cops-Jones playing? Well, Rachel, yeah, Cops-Jones playing together. And it turns out it was the same person. Can we go in the dry um, now? Because it's raining really hard. <laughs> just, just one last point. Matt's on, notes get all soggy. One, one last Look, point on they're, they're uh, Murray. Oi, I'm running this show. He's got a Matt stat there and we can't read it anymore because it's all run. I also, the other sort of slightly nice thing about Murray and Hebert losing, and I, you know, I wasn't willing them to lose or anything, is that it, it cements just how special Murray Lopez was somehow yeah that was and what amazing. a special week that was That's what a true. special achievement and the fact that that was everything that we thought it was at the yeah. time and we weren't sort of just bowled over by the hype and the prediction murray and murray next year well it can only get better for jamie can't it you don't think murray and andy will be focused on singles by then or yeah, but i still think murray and murray yeah. will happen so anyway right let's yeah. go do you, Murray Murray to win it or Murray Murray just to play together? I don't know. Just to play together. Oh God, there's light. Is that lightning or are they testing? Are they testing something. <laughs> you got any hail you want to throw? No, it's too regular for lightning. <laughs> right then, uh, Magic Monday on. It, that's on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything to say about that? No. To just just tell your mates to listen to us because why not? <laughs> <laughs> right then okay and anything to add Matt no, leave, leave us a review the notes have gone blurry everything oh dear we'll try and come back on Monday if we haven't been washed away I mean we might still be sat here because we've quite possibly been locked in there is a woman in um, high vis with a sort of formal looking hat on marching, marching towards way. us so uh, <laughs> this is the 6th of what's it going to be 13 uh, Wimbledon Daily Podcast 2019 we hope you're enjoying them we're enjoying bringing them to you David <laughs> needs to go to bed now. Uh, we're going to be much off the premises. We're enjoying bringing them to you. We're enjoying getting no sleep at all. Uh, and we'll be back with seven more next week, starting on Manic Monday. Brought to you in association with The Telegraph. We'll be getting Simon Briggs on. Um, we'll be getting Mary Carella on, hopefully, Hope as well. So. Rear with a Y is our mascot. Rear executive produced by tennisballs.com. As David always says, tell your mates. <laughs> Don't know if he's mentioned that, but tell your mates. Um, we'll be back on Monday. Hold up. 
hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 